0: Praise be Jesus Christ now and forever. You're listening to the Bellarmine Forum audio version of A Little Book for Holy Week: Meditations and Readings from Palm Sunday to Easter with two visits to the Blessed Sacrament on the Altar of Repose. This book was originally compiled by Father Richard F. Clark, S.J., published in London in 1915. Full version of the text is available on bellarmineforum.org. This is John B. Manos, your show host, and I will be reading each day for you. Holy Saturday, Meditation, The Obedience of the Passion. I am come to do thy will, O my God. Number one, St. Paul tells us that our Lord Jesus Christ became obedient unto death, even the death of the, of the cross. Sorrow and joy, pain and pleasure, honor and contempt Success and failure, the conversion of thousands, and the drudgery of the workshop of Nazareth, the glory of the transfiguration, or the shame and agony of the crucifixion, were all accepted by him with equal readiness in obedience to his eternal Father. Is this my spirit? Am I ready to do anything that God may ask of me? Number two. The twin sister of obedience is humility, and the passion of Jesus is an example of humility almost incredible. That the King of heaven and earth should humble himself to take the form of a creature is in itself a wonderful miracle. How much more that he should humble himself to be outraged and mocked and spit upon by his own creatures. What humiliation could be greater than this? What better proof of Christ's inexpressible humility? Number three, meekness, the outward expression of humility, is one of the most marked characteristics of our Lord in his sacred passion. The external demeanor of, our, of the Son of God was the reflection of the Spirit within him. When he was reviled, he did not revile. When he suffered, he threatened not. Is this my demeanor under unkindness or insult? Do I here tread in the footsteps of the Son of God? Spiritual reading: The taking down from the cross, from the foot of the cross by Father Faber. Another small body of men is now approaching the summit of Calvary, and from their fixed looks it is plain that Jesus is the object of their coming. Is it some fresh outrage, some new sorrow for man? Is it a new sorrow for Mary, but no fresh outrage? It is Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, together with their servants. Both of them were disciples of our blessed Lord, but secretly, for they were timid men. Joseph was a counselor, a good and just man, who had not consented to the counsel and doings of the others, because he himself looked for the kingdom of God. Nicodemus was a man learned in the scriptures, the same who had come to Jesus by night for fear of the Jews, and had learned from him the doctrine of regeneration. Joseph had gone into Pilate, to whom he probably had access in his capacity as counselor, and had begged the body of Jesus, which had been granted to him. He had then, as St. Matthew tells us, got a clean linen cloth to wrap it in, and had called on Nicodemus to accompany him to Calvary. Nicodemus, as St. John tells us, brought with him a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pound weight. They also brought their servants with them to assist. They approached our Blessed Lady with the profoundest reverence and sympathy and told her what they had done and asked her permission to take the body down from the cross. With hearts full of tenderest devotion to the dwellers of the Immaculate Mother, they drew nigh to the cross and made their preparations. They fixed the ladder against the cross. Joseph mounted first and Nicodemus after him. Mary with John and Magdalene remained immediately beneath them. It seemed as if some supernatural grace issued forth from the adorable body and encircled them round, softening and subduing all their thoughts, making their hearts burn with divine love, and hushing them in their deepest and most thrilling adoration. Old times came upon the mother's heart, and the remembrance of the other Joseph, who had been so privileged to handle the limbs and touch the sacred flesh of the incarnate word, It would have been his office to have taken Jesus down from the cross, but he was gone to his rest, and the one that bore his name supplied his place, and it was both sweet and grievous to Mary that it should be so. One Joseph had given him his arms to lie in, the other should give him his own new monument to rest in, and both should pass him from their own arms to those of Mary. It is strange, too, how often the timid are unexpectedly bold. These two disciples, who had been afraid to confess their master openly when he lived, are now braving publicly, even when apostles remain within the shelter of their hiding place. Happy, too, with what sweet familiarities and precious nearness to himself is not Jesus recompensing their pious service at this hour in heaven. With gentle hand trembling bold, as if his natural timidity had developed into supernatural reverence, Joseph touches the crown of thorns and delicately loosens it from the head on which it was fixed, disentangles it from the matted hair, and without daring to kiss it, passes it to Nicodemus, who reaches it to John, from whom Mary, sinking on her knees, receives it with such devotion as no heart but hers could hold every blood-stained spike seemed instinct with life, and went into her heart, tipped as it were with the blood of her son, inoculating her more and more deeply with the spirit of his passion. Who can describe with what reverential touch, while the cold body was a furnace of heavenly love burning against his heart, Joseph loosened the nails, so as not to crush or mutilate the blessed hands and feet which they had pierced. It was so hard a task, that we are fain to believe angels helped him in it. Each nail was silently passed down to Mary. There were strange graces, these which were now flowing to her through the hands of her new son. Yet after all, not so unlike the gifts which Jesus himself had been giving her these three and thirty years. Never yet had earth seen such a worship of sorrow as, that which with the mother bent over those mute relics as they were come down to her from the cross, crusted too as they were, perhaps wet with that precious blood, which she adored in its unbroken union with the person of the eternal word. But with what agony was all this worship accompanied? What fresh wounds did not all those instruments of the passion make in her heart? What old ones did they not reopen? Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to a little book for Holy Week, Meditations and Readings from Palm Sunday to Easter, compiled by Father Richard F. Clark S.J., originally published in 1915. This edition is published by the Bellarmine Forum in 2021. You may obtain a print copy by searching for a little book for Holy Week on Amazon.com. The Bellarmine Forum was founded in 1965 as a band of lay Catholics banded together to assist people to fight the confusion introduced by the modernists on the wake in the spirit of Vatican II. This little book is a reminder of us to encourage traditional Full practice of our Catholic faith. As you heard in the spiritual readings and in the other items uh, throughout this week, our Lord loves us so much. Why anybody would wish to diminish that love is beyond us. Contemplate our Lord in this holy week and come closer to our Lord. The Bellman Forum is supported by podcasts and audio broadcasts like this, they're supported by an anonymous donor that encourages you to say a rosary daily. This podcast is distributed for the greater glory of God and the honor of the Blessed Mother. Amen.